I just want to turn our focus to the Word of God again before we finish this morning in just a few moments that we have remaining. Joshua in the Old Testament, I want you to turn this morning to Joshua chapter number 1, please, in your Bibles. Joshua chapter number 1. We'll read verses 1 through 9 together if you follow along in the Word of God. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, as Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, the land which I will give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness of, the, of this Lebanon, even unto the great river, and the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. Thou shalt not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide for them an inheritance in the land, which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, and that, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have I not commanded thee, be strong and of good courage? Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever Thou goest. What a wonderful passage of scripture this morning. We see here the beginning and the setting. In the setting, we see the nation of Israel. They have been brought to the brink of the promised land by a man by the name of Moses. We all would know the name Moses very, very well. In leading up to this passage, and we see in the last chapter of the book of Deuteronomy, in chapter number 34, how Moses had come to the end of his life. And what a great man Moses was in the Old Testament. From Exodus chapter number 2 to Deuteronomy 34, the Bible sets aside 135 chapters, nearly four entire books, focusing its attention around the life and ministry of one man. That man was Moses. And what an amazing thing. And what amazing things God did through Moses. At 40 years of age, he took him on the backside of a desert. You know what a backside of a desert? None of us has ever been there. It's so far out of the way that none of us could ever find it. In the backside of a desert, God took a man by the name of Moses. He took him there for spiritual training. And then it took him 40 years. He was 40 years of age. It took him another 40 years on the backside of that desert in training. And at age of 80, he's now ready to stand before Pharaoh and say, let my people go. Moses, 
saw God do some miraculous things there in Egypt. You remember the stories of the ten plagues, the plagues there. And, and finally, the death angel shows up. And the firstborn of all Egypt was slain. And at that point, Pharaoh said, okay, go. Not only go, but in fact, get out of here. At that time, nearly two million people of Israel headed out. And they headed out with the riches of Egypt. These riches were given to them by the Egyptians. The ones that had put them into bondage now were paying them simply just to get out of town. We know how Pharaoh, later on in his anger, he had a change of mind and he sat out with his armies. His plan was, at this point, was to utterly wipe out the entire nation of Israel. And here the nation of Israel, as they've gone out, and Pharaoh now is coming up behind them. And they, it would seem as they are trapped by Pharaoh's army on one side and the Red Sea on another side. But I remind us this morning that God's man was still there. His name was Moses. And Moses said in Exodus chapter 14 and verse number 13. Moses said in the people, fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. What a, an amazing uh, word this was. And what an amazing miracle took place. As Moses, he lifts up the rod of God. And he stretches out his hands over the sea. And who would have believed it? But God sent a wind. And he caused the waters to stand up as if they were walls. Can you imagine such a thing? The waters of a sea now standing up as they are walls, concrete block walls. And the wind is such, not as it stand up the sea in walls, but it dries up the land so completely that as two million people pass over through that land, through that parcel of ground that was flooded before, they walk over and not even their shoes get muddy. Because the land is dry. What an amazing thing this is. Moses was God's man in the exodus. And he was God's man in the wilderness. But we understand Moses was not a perfect man. But he was God's man. A man who was willing to be used of God. And God did use him in a tremendous way. And over an extended period of time. The Bible says that God literally even talked to Moses face to face in Exodus chapter 33 and 11 and Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend wouldn't you wouldn't it be an amazing thought to be called the friend of God that's what Moses was called God spoke to him as if, as if he was a friend just like you would have talked to your friends this morning God spoke to Moses and the Bible tells us in Deuteronomy records that the death of Moses came. He was 120 years of age. As he was passing, the Bible tells us that even at 120 years of age, that his eyes were not dim, nor his natural force abated. In other words, he was as sharp at 120 as he was at 20. This is an amazing thing. God, Moses was God's man, but like all men, it's appointed a man once to die. And that day, that day eventually came for Moses. Before his death, Moses told the nation of Israel to, to go on and go over the promised land and to take your inheritance. And Moses had led them up to the edge of it. But God said, 
you will not go over. In chapter number 34, verses 1 through 4, And Moses went up from the plains of Moab and to the mountains of Nebo and the top of Pisgah, that is over against Jericho. And the Lord showed him all the land of Gilead and to Dan, and all Nephilim, and the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, and the land of Judah, and to the utmost sea, in the south, in the plain of the valley of Jericho, and the plain of the palm trees, unto Zoar. And the Lord said to him, This is the land which I swear unto Abraham, and to Isaac, and to Jacob, saying, I will give it unto thy seed. I will cause thee to see it with thine eyes, but thou shalt not go over thither. God had allowed Moses to bring him to the edge, but he says, Moses, another man's going to take them over. Another man's going to carry them forward from here. And Moses has done a great work for God. But the Bible says, we read it just a moment ago, he's now gone. It is very well, it could have been easy. And when we come to this verse, Moses, my servant, is dead. It could have been very easy for the nation of Israel to say, Oh my, Moses, the servant of God, is dead. There'll never be another Moses. There'll never be another man of God like this. It could have been very easy for those people to simply look at this situation and say, now it's too late. He's no longer with us. We'll never see the promised land. It may have been easy just to simply throw in the towel and say the work is over now. We came to this far and it's time to quit. The work's done. It's over now. We didn't make it in. The best we can hope to do from this point forward is just settle down on this side of the Jordan and hold the fort and do the best we can. It would have been easy to say, uh, we have nobody to lead us on forward. I guess all the work up to this point now would simply just fade away. There's nobody left to do it. I, I, I guess maybe we'll just uh, put a for sale sign, in uh, a for lease sign in Moses' office and sell all the, the equipment and sell everything off. And, and now it's all in the past. That there's nothing to go forward from here. It could have been easy simply after hearing those words to say, let's just quit. Let's just stop here. But I want you to mark your Bibles. I want you to see something. I want you to notice a phrase out of Joshua chapter 1 and verse number 2. With the passing, understand, with the passing of one generation comes the requirement of another. Look at with me in Joshua chapter 1 and verse number 2. Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore, look what he says. Arise, go over this Jordan. Mark on your Bibles. Now therefore, arise and go over. Arise and go over. Listen, God took his servant home to heaven. But God's work didn't stop. He simply called another to carry it on. He called another to carry it on. Everything that God has done in the past, everything that God has ever done in the past, is preparation for what God wants to do now. Everything that God has ever done in the past is preparation for what God wants to do now as well as into the future. God has a work that must be accomplished and God uses men and women to accomplish it. What an amazing thought this is that God would use us, flesh and blood, to accomplish his work. Uh, 
the, the, the Christian, it's been said, the Christian are the hands. The child of God, they're the hands, we're the feet, we're the mouthpiece for God in this world. And God uses people, He uses men, He uses women and boys and girls to get His work done. He calls teenagers, He calls young adult people, He calls 48-year-old professionals to serve the Lord. Wow. Understand, Joshua, when God says, arise and go over and take the land, go over the Jordan. Uh, Joshua was pushing 90 years of age. Brother, you were just a spring chicken. 90 years of age. I look around Lakewood Baptist Church and I see the heritage of so many people and so many faithful people that have given their lives to serve the Lord. Listen, God has given every generation, every generation a task to reach their generation. Uh, generation X, generation whatever they are, the generations are, uh, I don't know what they are. Charity's grinning. She's in a different generation than we are. She's one of those young ones. And some of us are in different ones. But understand whatever generation you're in, God's called you to reach your generation. Reach your generation. And there are people, we look around this building and we see people who have given their lives to, to reach their generation with the gospel message. We look around and we see faithful folks who have worked hard and sacrificed. People who have been missionaries and served as pastors and evangelists. There are faithful laymen and laywomen who have given their energies, they've given of their finances and given of their time to reach a lost world for Christ. There are people that have run vans and gone out and picked up children and brought them to Sunday school. There have been Sunday school teachers. There have been people that have made meals. Uh, there have been people that have visited the widows and, and encouraged others. There's been people that have gone out and knocked on doors and put a door hanger on somebody's door so that they might come to church and know the same Lord that we know. People that have given of themselves. We see around us a generation that has worked to reach their generation. But the thing about every generation is that one passes and another one steps in and the cycle continues. Generation after generation. Moses' generation was coming to a close. He had led them to the edge of the promised land. But somebody else would be needed to step up and continue the work. Somebody would be needed to pick up where Moses left off and carry on the work. And God's work is never done. God's plan is not ended. God says the work has to go on. And there's more territory that needs to be taken. There's more victories to be won. There's more blessings to enjoy. There's more people to reach. There are many more who have not yet heard the gospel, not even one time. And there are many places around the world that have never been and set foot into a gospel preaching church of any kind. Uh, Joshua, God said to Joshua, I want you to go. I want you to go and I want you to carry the work on Joshua. And I believe that maybe God is calling some people here in this building this morning. I want you to go. I want you to go and carry the gospel. Moses may be gone, but he sure cut a faithful path for us to follow. Amen. 
Moses showed us how to love God, how to live for God, how to be used by God. Moses believed God in the he, in his belief of God, he saw God do the impossible through his ministry. Moses had the power of God upon his life. Boy, I sure would like to be around Moses, wouldn't you? I like to get around Moses kind of people. I like to be around Brother Roy and Miss Charlotte. I like to be around this kind of individual. The power of God seems to just reside there in their lives. And you look at the history and see what God's done. And certainly it has. Moses was used of God to be faithful. And he, he was used of God to set a path to follow. That we may follow that example. And be used of God as he was. Moses may be off the scene. But understand God's not off the scene. Moses, his work may be done but now it's up to me, and it's up to you. God is passing the baton over to Joshua. And God's passing the baton even today. In our generations, in the day in which we live. Time and time again, God passes the baton forward. Warren Wiersbe said, God has many times taken his worker to his heavenly reward. But his work goes on here on earth. Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore arise and go over. Everything, again I'll say it, everything that God has done in the past is preparation for what God wants to do today. That sets the stage. We've seen Moses. Joshua was the man that God had chosen. Joshua, the Lord's servant. And by the way, the word Joshua literally means the Lord is salvation. It's the same name that we go over into the New Testament. We find Jesus, the Old Testament equivalent. Joshua is the Old Testament name that translated Jesus in the New Testament. He's the captain. Joshua is the captain that leads the nation of Israel to victory into the promised land. And Jesus is the captain of our salvation that leads us into victory within the Christian life. Canaan. We think of Canaan. Canaan is oftentimes called heaven. It's oftentimes seen as the passing on, going to heaven. We sing many songs that speak of Canaan as heaven. Uh, The old spiritual, swing low, sweet chariot, coming for to carry me home. Um, We sing on Jordan's stormy banks. Guide me, O thou great Jehovah. In songs like this, Canaan is a, is, is a picture of heaven. But in the Bible, Canaan is not a picture of heaven. Canaan is a picture of the victorious Christian life. The victorious Christian life. And, and so God says to Joshua, carry the people on to victory. Carry them on into the victory of the Christian walk. Joshua was, again, approximately 90 years of age when he was commissioned to carry the people forward. Joshua was living and leading others into the victorious Christian life even after 90 years of age. We heard the story a few moments ago. Our brother Roy was saved at 48 years of age at Highland Park Baptist Church after hearing the gospel. He went into the seminary at TTU. And, and, and we heard the story how one missionary says, Well, at this age, you'll never get it. You're going to Spain, you'll never get the language. You better forget Spain. And Roy didn't quit. He didn't quit. 
Why? Because God wouldn't let him quit. He rose up and he went over. At 52 years of age, the Lowe's set out on deputation. Wow. Set out on deputation. Can you imagine such a thing? Here we are at 52 or at 48 or at 32. We've settled back to enjoy a career and just live out our days. In his life, they set out on deputation at 54 years of age. They left for Spain to preach the gospel to the Spaniards. Joshua was a man that followed God. Arise and go forward. Joshua was, first of all, a man of service. The Bible tells us that he was a servant of Moses. He was Moses' minister. A servant of Moses. He was a servant of God. Uh, He tells us in Joshua chapter 24 and verse number 15. Let me read you the verse. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you'll serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He was a man under authority. In other words, he was a servant, a man under authority. Of both Moses, God's man, but he was under the authority there because God's man was under the authority of God himself. He had authority in his life. And I believe maybe, just maybe, this may be one of the greatest hindrances to ministry. Not willing to submit to authority. Not willing to submit to God's authority in our lives. Joshua was a man who waited patiently on God to fulfill the promise of the inheritance that he would one day enter into the promised land. You remember, think about it. Joshua, he would have been one of those firstborn. When the death angel came through Egypt, Joshua, had they not been obedient to God, Joshua would have lost his life. But they were obedient. And he carried on and they, they went into the to the wilderness and when the 12 spies went over and they said we can't take the land and God took that nation that generation and let them die in the wilderness understand that Joshua was patient he wandered in that wilderness also with all those people for all those years he waited 40 years because of the sin of others He was a man of service. He was a soldier. He fought for the cause of Christ. He was not afraid to take a stand against the majority. We mentioned the 12 spies, and we won't take time to read it, but you can. Not afraid to stand against the majority of those who were against him. They said, they're giants over in the land. We can't take the land. But Joshua said, he stood up and said, God promised. Let's believe God. Let's go over and take the land. And the Bible tells us that the people, simply because he took a stand for the right, that the people got so angry that they picked up stones to kill him. Why? Just because he believed God. And because he took a stand. He was a soldier. He fought for the cause of Christ. He was a servant of God. He was a man who was sent. Arise and go over this Jordan. Young people, God's sending you. You're here in church this morning. I'll speak directly to you. God's sending you. And God's sending you. And God's sending you. And he's sending me. He's sending every single one of us. And we come to our lives and say, God surely wouldn't send me. Yes, he does. Arise and go over, he says. 
even, even my, my young family. I have a young family. What could I do? I have these children. God's not calling me to serve him in this way. God's sending you too, sir. He's sending you too. He was a man who was sin. He was a man who was spirit-filled. Deuteronomy 34 and 9. And Joshua the son of Nun was full of the spirit of wisdom. He was spirit-filled. He was a man who was set apart. I won't take time to read it. But in Numbers 27. Moses put him before the priest. And he set him apart for the glory of God. And for the work of God. He was a man who was sold out. He was a man who was sold out. Joshua 5 verses 13 through 15. It came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho. They lift up his eyes and looked. And behold there stood a man over against him. With his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him. And said to him art thou for us. Or for our adversaries. And he said nay. But as captain of the host of the Lord. Am I now come. And Joshua fell down on his face to the earth. And he worshipped. And said unto him. What saith my Lord unto his servant? He was a man who was sold out. When he was going against Jericho, God showed up with a sword in his hand. And he says, whose side are you on, Joshua said. And he says, I am the Lord of hosts. Fall in, Joshua. Joshua simply just fell in. He fell in behind his captain. And he went on to victory. He was a man who was sold out. May I say this morning, there's more that needs to be done. There's a possession that needs to be gained. There's a blessing that needs to be experienced. He says, I'll give you the land. There's a power to be realized. I'll be with you. There's a presence to be known. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. Joshua, arise. Joshua, go over. God is looking this morning for some Joshua's in our place. I believe God's calling some Joshua's out of this church building and out of the world today to serve him. Somebody that will say, I'll carry on for God. I'll carry the work forward. I'll go over into the promised land, into victory, and, and lead others into victory with Christ. God, I'll do my part to reach my generation. Remember, God said to Isaiah the prophet, Whom shall I send who will go for us? And Isaiah, he cried back to the Lord, Here, my Lord, send me. There's four things. Let me just give you four things that's going to be needed if you're going to serve the Lord. Joshua's calling, the Lord's calling you to serve him. Will you serve him this morning? There are several things you're going to need. You're going to be, need to be submissive. Submissive to the will of God. How can you be a Joshua? Be submissive. God said to Joshua, arise and go over. In other words, in 2021 vernacular, get up and go. Get up and go. That's what God's saying to us. Simply get up and go. Be submissive to the will of God. To be dependent upon the promises of God. Verses 4 and 5, the wilderness is the Lebanon, even to the great river. I won't take time to read it, but he describes all that it will give him. The land which I will give you. Be dependent upon the promises of God. Has God made promises? Certainly he has. Be submissive to the will of God. Be dependent upon the promises of God and be strong and of good courage. He says in verses 6, verses 7, and verse number 9. Be strong and of good courage. Be strong and of good courage. Serving God put fear into your heart. 
Listen, courage is not the absence of fear. We like to come to the point where God just take away all the fear. Courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is facing the fear in God's strength. That's what he's saying to Joshua. Courage is overcoming the fear with the power of God. Psalm 118 and 6. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. Then he asks almost a rhetorical question. What can man do unto me? What can God, with God on my side, what can man do unto me? If God be for us, who can be against us? Be submissive to the will of God. Be dependent upon God's promises. Be strong and of good courage in the power of God. And lastly, observe to do. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night. And thou shalt, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. Simply be obedient to what this book says. You want to be a Joshua? You want to be used of God? Be obedient to the word of God. Be obedient not only to arise and go, but be obedient as you go. The world needs some Joshuas today. Who will arise and go over? Who will arise and lead God's people? Who will continue the work that has been started. Will you be a Joshua? Will I be a Joshua? Will our church send Joshua's? Let's bow our hearts in prayer.